Hey everybody and welcome to the Drafting Offers Podcast, the podcast where you get to vote for each episode's draft champ. We're realtors from Southern Ontario, but this is not another real estate podcast. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, catch every episode on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, and follow us on social at the Drafting Offers Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brad Warner, Scott Morgan, and John Fielding. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Drafting Offers Podcast. How's it going, fellas? Scott, Brad, John, all here with you again today. Everything everything good? I'm doing well. I mean, I'm red-faced today. I'm, I'm, I haven't been on a bender or anything like that. I just got off the bike over here, so sorry if I'm not looking my best today. Oh, don't be sorry. Hey, I'm, I waited until I, after the podcast maybe to get on the bike, but what I should have done was before, so I have all the energy. Uh, at least I don't think people are watching the podcast for our looks. Not they for me, not be. They better not <laughs> yeah, be. It's not, it's not a fashion show. Well, there's a lot of hoodies being worn. Um, I think my favorite thing about our fashion attire is every week, John just has a solid collection of t-shirts. And every yes. every time he pops on, I, I'm excited because it's been pretty much a new one every time. It's are well, you running long, long t-shirts or are you this is a uh, long sleeve today? It's a lot, it's a little chilly in the in the drafting offers podcast studio, at least one of our three studios. Uh no, so I, I, cool I wore the long sleeve Metallica today just for you know just because. But that's it. Yeah, I mean hey, you know, and, and we are gonna get into a little bit of a discussion about weather and things like that today too. Uh, because obviously if you're where we are in Southern Ontario, you got a pretty solid blast of winter, um, you know, maybe a week or so ago. And uh, we may see another. The temperatures have been up and down and that's why people are getting colds. And I sound a little rough today. Um, but I think we will uh, I think we're going to unpack a few things. And, and one of the things that we really want to talk about is is how to get your house ready for the winter or how to get your property ready for the winter, um, yeah. whether you live in a, a suburban townhouse or whether you live in a downtown condo or uh, a farmhouse somewhere in rural, rural Belleville, <laughs> rural Quinty. Um, that's, uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. So Brad just yeah. did a look over his shoulder to be like, oh boy, not all Belleville is rural here. Wow. Well, I would say none rural. of it is. Yeah. But... It was the, first, the first thing I thought of, I'm like Belleville, Belleville. No, 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 that's not the name. That's the name of one of the towns. The whole region is called Quinty. There's a lot of other places that I should know. No, you know. did well. You wow. did a lot well. of, a lot of well. things popped in your head super quick there. You that's were really thinking we actually, John's brain. And I we actually point. had hail last night. I'm not sure if you guys had that, but it was like the smallest little pieces. It actually sounded really cool. Whacking the, the window, tiniest. yeah. Yeah. We got the same, in it. same thing. Um, my dog has crazy anxiety, so the wind even scares him. But the fact there was pellets and stuff, he was hiding in our, our son's closet because that's a safe zone. So we knew things were going on. But it was fitting because we're going to be talking, like John said, about uh, things to do for your home to prepare it for the winter. And mm -hmm. I have not done any of those things. So I was kind of panicking going, I hope we're not in like a frozen zone here because I got hoses ready to rock. I got I got patio furniture outside still. I think our oh, outdoor yeah. TV still hanging up covered. Um, so <laughs> hoping that works when we take it in. But this this um, certainly was like a big reminder. It was like, get outside and or or some of the stuff inside, like you got to do this. And I like made while we were prepping for the podcast i was like making my own notes of things yeah. i have to do this part of the country we tend to go from zero to 100 and 100 back to zero when the when the temperature changes so we get a blasting hot summer and then the next week it's it's just like below zero we don't have a lot of the shoulder seasons here at least where we live we don't have a lot of spring we don't have a lot of fall we have a hot summer and we have a cold winter so you know basically you're going from shorts to snow tires and um it does feel like that i had to call and uh, like book my appointment to get the snow tires changed oh, it doesn't feel it doesn't it doesn't feel like we have a 
enough fall. No, and, not at all. Uh, Halloween you know, just, just ended. And just we're ended. talking about snow tires. I'm walking the dog today and I'm already seeing on a bunch of porches, like Christmas lights are out. There's some Christmas trees there. Mm -hmm. it, it's just such a quick change from one to the other. And I don't even look, I don't even know if I call seasons as like uh, summer, fall, winter. Like I'm like golfing season, winter season. <laughs> Those are, yeah. That's how I basically <laughs> have my whole year laid out. And it's like, it's like the golf just stops like on a dime like it, all the courses are closed right now around here for the most part anyways and it's kind of just like that just turned really quick because last time i golfed it was really nice out yeah i played on friday and as my my buddy and i were getting to the cars we were like putting our bags in and we had that like both looked at each other and went oh damn like this is gonna be like six seven months before we're at this again but okay so back anyway. to the winterizing thing so i did print off the article that we were looking at this it's is the most effort brad has put towards oh. preparation for one of these episodes and this is this that's mark this moment down in time yeah Rap warner <laughs> used his printer uh showed up late probably because he was using his printer change the here, here, here we are. he's yeah. out of toner the thing won't connect yeah. all of this kind killed of stuff. one tree just to get the notes that we all have on our phone but that's okay <laughs> i guess they do things different out in belleville rural yeah, belleville as john would say rural, rural belleville <laughs> we'd like to confirm and deny things that we find mm. in the news this is kind of more of like a like a sheet of of kind of tips but it, so there's not a lot of confirming or denying but there is kind of maybe like a ranking of importance that we can put on some of these kinds of things yeah or, so, or, a, or a do you actually do these or is this just kind of fluff yeah. for an article so <laughs> sure yeah um, and this this is american too so i don't know if that really matters i'll just start okay. off so apparently it did in the candy draft so i'm just uh yeah. it does let's not yeah. get into that yeah. we're moving no, away from the candy uh, talk. No, this will be uh, <laughs> an ongoing topic that will be brought up for years to come but anyways first uh, one okay first there, no, number Faber. one on the consumer report article for 10 things to do prepping your house for winter the first thing was protect indoor pipes is this uh, something you guys do you think yeah about? this is i think the only thing that i do so when yeah, i was okay. thinking of a list i thought you know what i know i need to take my my hose off of the outside exterior even in the garage i do it and i'll turn the pipes off from the inside let the air and water flow out of them i close them we were chatting before this uh, apparently you might have to keep them open to keep the air out when it says protecting indoor pipes like i kind of think about insulating larger pipes like that but yeah. that's the first thing that i thought of but it is a good point because that's another thing that's one of the things that i wrote down is as a very important thing to do is avoiding a burst pipe because so there again two schools of thought on this right so if you've got a house with an outdoor faucet uh, tap on the on the front of the house or the back of the house or the side or wherever it is, there's usually a shutoff for that specific thing on the inside of the house, somewhere that's warmer, that's like protected from the element. You'll find that tap and you're supposed to shut that off and let it drain, but you're supposed to leave, I've heard that you're supposed to leave the outside tap open so that there's any water left in the pipe um, and you've shut off your inside tap. Anything in that's between the, the, the insulated part of the house and the outside part of the house could freeze and burst your pipe or damage your tap in the winter. I wonder so, if the heat then could push it away from the house well, if, if there I was hate, anything in there. I don't know. I'm no scientist. That's, a, that's but. the thing. It's going to depend on the house, right? So I think mine, my house is small enough and the distance between the, the, the shutoff and the actual tap outside is not that long. So I just kind of shut the outside one off. But I've heard that shutting the outside one off again, like I said, you can kind of get ice and things like that stuck in there. So um, to, to just kind of go on this point, it depends if you go away. Like if you're going away for a while, I had a listing, sorry, a, per a purchasers purchase a place. And in between when we purchased and closing, it was over the probably a February closing. We went for mm -hmm. a revisit and no one was there. They yeah. had not done this. The power went out for a significant period of time because no one was there. 
and the pipe in the basement had burst. Mm -hmm. So obviously that went through insurance and everything was fine for closing. But if you're not there and you don't know your power has gone out, if your power is on, you're you're generally pretty good because mm -hmm. obviously you're heating it enough for you to live there. So water shouldn't be freezing. But it, it, it goes along the lines of this all has to do with water. If you have a wood stove in your house, that's like your primary heat source. People often like I'll get these questions where people will be like, well, why do they have a wood stove and baseboard heating? You know, and you got to tell them like, well, if you're gone away for a while, you got to make sure your baseboard heats on because yeah. you got someone's got to be there stoking that fire. Right. And you're going to want to make sure your baseboard heaters because they haven't been on probably sometimes mm -hmm. if you didn't go away last year, they haven't been on in a couple of years possibly so getting that checked out before the winter starts and then also if you're living in a rural property especially you definitely want to make sure your generator's up and running mm -hmm. and not only is that for you know your electric base or heat if you're gone away if you have a sump pump in your house too that's huge and if you're especially if you're in a rural property and your generator's not working or not ready to go or doesn't even automatically come on if you have a sump pump you can run into a lot of issues there but yeah My house you know has a sump pump yeah, I have I a think, sump pump here. Yeah. I live in a very urban area. Um, it's low. Like I live mm -hmm. kind of close-ish to the lake. And, and so it is low. And I have a sump pump here. Um, and it runs regularly. Like it's been running for a couple of days, like on and off because it's been very, uh, very wet, very damp here. I did a video on my Instagram maybe a year or two ago. And it was about sump pumps. And it was about if your power goes out, you can buy a sump pump with a battery backup. You can also buy a sump pump. It generates its own energy kind of thing. Like with, as the water goes through the pipe, it actually mm -hmm. kind of turns a turbine it's a kind of an interesting thing it's not like a perpetually powered kind of a thing so if the power goes out you, the, your sump up will continue to work because it's pushing water and charging a battery but there also are battery backups so you can connect your back uh, your sump pump to a uninterrupted power supply yeah you want to make sure pump. just because the snow is going to build up around your house and and there's going to be water trying to come in and up from the floor that's mm -hmm. not you're not used to you know yeah speaking of snow uh, building up around the house. Check your vents too. You'll have a potentially a dryer vent, um, gas oh, furnace vent. Nice point. Oh, I was just writing this down to maybe yeah. jump to later when we talked about HVAC, but I, I it's so, so important. Well, there's lots of HVAC related things that we can talk about when you're getting your house or your property ready for the winter. But uh, yeah, I just, I wanted to kind of throw that in there because we've got a lot of houses you'll see um, ice and things like that building up because of your dryer or your, your furnace exhaust. It's warm and it's kind of water's on there. It's melting and it freezes and then you've got ice. And so you got to make sure those are all clear of ice and snow. All yeah, those especially on those or, big or, snowfall days, like a lot of the subdivisions where we are, everything's crammed so close together yep. that there's nowhere to throw your snow. So if you're doing yep. that, you can have an issue from time to time. But um, of course, the, the bad thing that can happen, the negative thing that can happen there is uh, is that you can, your house can fill up with carbon monoxide. So, yeah, we don't want <laughs> So it is yeah. kind of an important thing yeah. to keep your exhaust fence. That might move to the kind of top of the list of things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So Brad, I'm actually going to number though. You, you yeah. brought up one thing that I thought was interesting um, that I kind of don't think of because we don't do a ton of rural, but when you do see it, so the wood, the wood stove for heat and then the baseboard heating, are there any places that you see that just have the wood stove or do you have to have those in unison for that very reason? If you're not home, like are, are you getting insurance on a place that's maybe a log home or something that's just for the most part, I, I don't know if I've ever seen it where it's just a wood stove, because if you have just a wood stove, you have to have somebody 
everybody come watch a property when yeah. you're not there, right? So like yeah. boiler systems are really popular, right? And everyone, um, they're, they're the most efficient things that you can do. And then there's like the boiler system that you're lighting the fire outside to heat up the boiler system, which is even more efficient. But yeah, if you go away for two or three weeks, mm -hmm. your pipes are going to burst. So yeah. it's not really an option. A lot of people are converting to geothermal now. You know, you've dug way down and uh, you're taking your heat and your cool and then your, your air exchanger isn't really a furnace. It's just a fan. Um, and then you've got ductwork throughout the house and you can, you don't have a central air conditioner, but um, a lot of these houses, and this is going to be shameless plug alert for one of our listings, uh, Sutton Group Heritage Realty <laughs> proudly presents 1775 Concession Road 6 in Hampton. Um, and I'm using that one as an example because that house was built in 1900 and was converted from wood burning stove energy to uh, geothermal. It was a, probably a $65,000 thing because it had the, all the ductwork had to be added. But honestly, the, the efficiency is so much better and you can just leave the system in place and it just kind of does its own thing. So I'm going to skip down just because number, number two was attic or crawl space attic and insulated. Crawl space. That's not something maybe you're doing annually. You're probably just making sure that you're adequate. Yeah. I feel like um, that's like when you first buy the house, you're making sure everything yeah. is properly insulated and you might do it, but like that's an every 10 year thing. I yeah, don't you know. might just <laughs> check and make sure that the squirrels and raccoons haven't ripped it to shreds. But other yeah. than that, you're not checking it all the time. For sure. I can't For remember sure. the last time I went up to my attic to be honest i've never even seen my attic yeah <laughs> i've never seen it yeah. i assume it's there i don't know there's a... we've been talking about the so the next one is service your furnace and chimney that's number three and i feel like we're kind of already touching on the hvac stuff is yeah. there anything more you want to add to that um yeah so that was kind of the industry that i came from from my summer job before like during university so that was something where you can get on to if you're in older properties that's something where having a protection plan might be good on an older product because you want to ride out that furnace or ac as long as you can without having to replace um and having a protection plan you basically pay a monthly fee and most of the things are covered mm -hmm. that usually includes uh, an annual maintenance so those maintenances um if you talk to people in the industry are good um to have every couple of years i don't think you need it every year Year. But if you were going to be doing a lot of those services, a lot of people wait until they fire it up and they go, oh, we should get that maintained. One of the like, th that's where a lot of the hardships are happening when it's colder and when you have um, the need for it. And then all of a sudden, if your furnace isn't working, well, shoot, we have no heat and it's cold. Do those maintenances in the summer. Do your furnace and have them look at your AC. In the summertime, when things are slower there, I would say not to do this now necessarily because right now you're dealing with no heat situations or people getting new furnaces. So great thing to do, do it prior and to make sure as you're coming into the new season, throw in your filter, like there's a good time to change it. Yeah, yeah, the filter is my thing. So I have a cat. Do you guys have pets? Yeah, I literally talked about just it today, a dog. but that's okay. Just a dog. Just, I, know just, just a I don't know. I actually don't, I guess it depends on the breed and everything. I don't know dogs well, but I have a cat and I feel like I'm changing filters all the time here. The most expensive filter is not always the best filter. And I'll tell you why, because the most expensive filters usually have a very, like they catch a lot of particles. Like they're very good at catching allergens, pet dander, all that kind of stuff. And that's kind of what their marketing is. So those ones, because they collect so much, they restrict the airflow of your system to a point where it may not necessarily be working at its full efficiency. So a better idea, and this is again, coming from HVAC guys, Scott, you can, can you've worked in the industry, you can confirm or deny this. There are some of the meat, like the mid grade, the ones that don't have like a ton of particulate filtration are actually slightly better because they allow, they do, they do filter and they collect the dust and everything, but they, they allow more air to go through your system 
and your system works more efficiently. So that's one of the with the things that I've heard about furnace filters, but I could be wrong. I was a dispatcher, so I have yeah. no idea about the tech. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping that we were going to get some expertise from all Scott. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, there's been Dude. times where like there's, there's things, experience. That, yeah, there's things that I heard and I'll like regurgitate that maybe in a home inspection at times. And then I, um, our HVAC guy came like a year or two ago to do the maintenance on our furnace. And I said, I asked him a question and what he said was the exact opposite of what I'd been saying for like 10 years. So I was like, he's like, maybe stick to your lane. I'm like, definitely going to do that. Maybe probably a good idea. Yeah, stay in yeah. your lane. Real in your lane. boy. I will lane. say though, when you're changing the filters, this has nothing to do with the quality of the filters. Is that not the biggest pain? I, maybe it's just mine, but like getting the little thing back on after oh, you it never goes on. Like once that's off for the first time, it's never going back on. Probably oh, never. I once always clean it, it up against there. And oh, it's so I don't know. I I wasn't sure if it was just like my big fat fingers that was the issue but like it it takes me so, so much longer to yeah. do that than anything else no that's uh that might actually be talked about a little bit later on in the draft that might be something that's that really grinds your gears for you know, the draft topic but, <laughs> we are doing a grind um, your gears spot yeah. but and just to wrap up I, I don't know if there's anything else to add for the furnace and chimney this no. is only number three but there was one last thing just HVAC, I guess, that I thought of was just to make sure you get your air conditioner covered up outside before the snow comes. That's maybe. Uh um, you don't, uh, so one uh, thing, I'm sorry, about, I'm not the HVAC expert. Yeah, no, no, yeah, it's so, okay. that's <laughs> a couple of things from home inspectors is a lot of the times that the covers that come with the AC are not great, uh, because they actually keep moisture and everything in. So what, what one guy had said, and this was my first home inspector prior to the, the person I've been using for over a decade, he's like, put a piece of plywood over top with a brick on top. So you're not getting anything in where the fan is. Cause that's where it can rust. But you mm -hmm. want you want airflow, interesting, and that's and that's a fact from a former dispatcher. Why, when I got my air conditioner, money. the guy never even tried to sell me a cover or anything like that. Like he tried to sell me every other accessory in the book, but not a single person ever tried to sell me an air conditioner cover. And if you go to a big box store, hardware store, and try to find an air conditioner cover, they're like, oh, we we have some tarps and stuff. But covering your air conditioner outside the house is not a really big thing. Mm -hmm. um, okay, number five is repair loose roofing shingles. Getting up on the roof is something that maybe a professional should be doing um, unless you are unless you've got a very low roof and you're okay with a you know neck injury uh, you can go ahead and do it yourself but I'd find a person to do it for you you got to know what you're looking for too right like there's soft spots on roofs obviously if it's peeling or if it's missing then it's probably not uh, it's probably a shingle that you want to replace but I mean you want to kind of like tap it and make sure that the, the plywood is still intact and not moldy or anything like that number six on the list which is clean and inspect gutters so if you're going yeah. up on a ladder and having a look and you see anything looks out of the ordinary depending on where you are you might have a newer roof which might not be an issue but if you're noticing that there's some issues with uh some leaking in on your ceiling that kind of thing throughout the summer with all the rain that mm -hmm. might be the time because um yeah we kind of had an issue with we back onto a school so there's a big field a lot of wind uh, we've lost our shingles in 2018 when those two massive windstorms happened mm -hmm. we've been pretty good ever since but if we get a little side wind sometimes a little water can get in so we're getting someone to go up to sort of seal that off so that we're we're good and we don't get any leaks. Yeah. In our I would I would never hesitate to call a roofer if you have concerns. You know, you can go outside and see it pretty much or use binoculars and see it even better if you really needed oh. to without going up. Pro tip and John <laughs> would would get behind this. If you're a drone person, get your drone yeah. and have a peek. It's something <laughs> that's easy to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing about the winters. Uh, it's almost <laughs> if you have a 
a bad roof, it's almost the time to sell because so much can't do a home inspection if there's snow or ice on the roof. So maybe just a little pro yeah, tip from the a little pro, a little pro tip. What are you, Saul Goodman? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, anyways, have a roofer come and take a look if you're concerned. Like, you know, they are a business. They want your business. They and if you're the one calling them to come and look at your roof, you're probably going to be calling them when you actually need to do that roof, and they're going to really make the actual money. So, mm-hmm. I would never hesitate calling a roofer and be like, "Hey, come have a look at this really quick." Also, side note, you talked about getting up on the roof, and we we're talking about gutters too. My, I saw my neighbor the other day. He was on his roof with his leaf blower blowing mm-hmm. out his gutters, which was pretty sweet. I would Chestnut never do it. Checkers, I, can't, right? yeah. I can't go up there. I like I'm too scared to go up there. <laughs> so, but yeah, he's up there blowing all the leaves out of his gutter. Seven. Do you ever get up there with uh with like a caulking gun and sort of you know get some of the leaks and gaps and stuff like that? And um, you know, if there's any, it's any a leaks good idea. It's kind of like separated a little bit. You can get in there with some silicone or some some. Um, For me, that's a spring thing. Cause I notice when the, the snow thaws, you can see where the, the water's dripping out of your yep. art. We say eaves troughs. These articles say gutters. gutters. Um, so Same you can kind of see where it's dripping. You can go get the caulking gun and get mm-hmm. on the ladder. It sounds like Brad's not a ladder guy, so I, maybe he doesn't, but. Well, um, you can yeah. go around the lower yeah, areas. Not. Keep in mind that a brick house, you've got to know if you've got a, a solid brick house or a brick veneer house, right? Most of us are a brick veneer. If we have bricks, if our house looks like it was made out of bricks, most of the time it was made out of wood with a brick veneer. So. What happens is you need to get the moisture. Moisture will will end up behind your bricks, between your bricks and your insulation, between your, your bricks and your walls. Water needs to wick out somewhere. So you can't cover, you can't seal the brick all the way around underneath because moisture has to be able to get out of the brick or you're going to rot your wood on behind the brick. So yeah, it's interesting you said that because a lot of times when there are brick veneers, when you look at the, the caulking or how the mortar was done of the bricking, there's little holes in mm-hmm. that's obviously where that needs to come out from. It's exactly so pe- what they're for. People you don't want to seal those. Yeah, people yeah. that don't don't know or first-time buyers are always like oh is that bad and it's like do not feel that because that will be bad look for ailing tree limbs i think it's not even so much ailing i don't like the wording of that but no if you've got big mature trees and for whatever reason in our subdivision the builders put a tree on the boulevard and then one right in front of every house and the tree on the boulevard is like a smaller tree and the one right by the house are these massive maples and they just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and their limbs are sometimes like we took our tree down because it made no sense the roots were causing for landscaping issues but the branches were going into our second story balcony off one of the bedrooms and you're just it's a highway for squirrels and animals to get into your house yeah but as they get going like you can kind of see when snow is and, and ice are getting on them you don't want that thing falling in your house so that's something to be monitoring as uh, mm-hmm. as they grow and um, or just get a nice company like we got to just pull out the chainsaw and take that sucker down secure outdoor water sources that we already talked about that that was part of our first one um and then the last one i don't do this but you guys might do this mark garden beds paths and driveways like put a little thing down so you know where to shovel i guess oh yeah okay yeah. it's yeah. not a yeah, bad yeah. idea the the one thing i'd say is for like when you're walking the dog in the winter time i'll see a lot of people i put a lot of care into their gardens in the front so they'll put like the things over them so that if they're more of a seasonal thing it's not going to kill it i think well, i hedges. think and this is this is no slouch to the people working for our township but there's so many public we have one public sidewalk that's very heavily used that goes to a school at the end of our 
first street and every single year whoever's plowing that thing has no idea where that sidewalk is so the the season starts and it's the spring and half of the boulevard by the road is mud because mm -hmm. they just caught the wrong line and probably was three in the morning and they're just yeah working hard on hour 13 or 14 for that shift so maybe along public areas but we're kind of a smaller subdivision so it's not a lot of i guess i guess i never really thought about that right like uh to make sure they know where the the sidewalk is i don't have a sidewalk so didn't you say sidewalks in your area were taken care of by the township or the city the city yeah the city plows all the city sidewalks. plows yeah, yeah. we too. need to, we need to clip this and share it with the town of whipping city oshawa because that would be pretty nice gotta well say. not too many nobody's listening at the town of whippy right now no they're <laughs> oshawa they're, maybe they're, but nobody's striking nobody's they're, they're, there nobody's answering the, the phone they're in front of the temporary drop-off location, shutting people into two hours of trying to get rid of their garbage. But I, I mm -hmm. think you got something good going there. You enjoy that, Brad, out, yeah. out in Belleville, getting your sure. sidewalk done for you. Well, you don't have a sidewalk, so I guess it doesn't matter. There's, I mean, there's one on my street. It's just not on my side. Yeah, do they dig out the end of your uh, well. end, end of your driveway when they when they plow? Is that we did we talk about oh, this one time? I they wish, dig at the end I of your driveway. Wish. No, I dig it out myself. Yeah. The first <laughs> time that happens, and you have that big heavy one, and maybe it was overnight, so it's kind of frozen more every single time that happens i go why did i not get a snowblower last year on sale why i think it? about that every year every but single I, year and i bring it up with my neighbor and i said yeah. we should go halves on one he's like that's a great idea and then we just never like yeah. eight years now never done yeah. it maybe <laughs> maybe this is the year maybe this is the year i think so that was a great lead up into our draft topic by the yeah. way i just want to throw that out there and yes. hopefully no stick in the spokes as we segue into it i think we talk a lot time. about uh, especially as realtors how great being a homeowner is but there are some things that kind of stink with it and that's certain <laughs> tasks around the house and that could be when you're renting a house too it has nothing to do with maybe mm -hmm. the ownership of it. Yeah. But when you're when you're a responsible adult and you don't have parents doing everything for you anymore, you got tasks to do. You got chores. So our draft topic this week is worst tasks around the house. So that could be in the house or outside. I would say whether it's daily, weekly, or annual seasonally um, seasonally you know, I'm, I'm interested to see because i was kind of going through this one and i'm wondering if anyone gets some that you go oh that was a nice one didn't think about that i'm hoping let's get that but wheel this, up. Yeah. who's gonna who's gonna select the order here we go i'm gonna share my screen with it, you boys uh have again, we even talked about last week's no <laughs> <laughs> we don't no. need to. Scott yeah. won again, and I can't believe it. I am shocked. I thought I was a runaway winner. We were both run away from John for yeah, sure. But, yeah. But shut up. You guys, you know, I don't want to rub this in John's face, but, but you guys had the number one and number two picks 100%. You had the Billy Madison house, and you had the John, Home Alone you chose, house. You chose second. You I chose cho Wayne Manor second. I was doing I was doing it to prove a point. That's okay, though. My gripe, I, think I, I do have a gripe that Scott took two things that weren't house. Is, which don't you don't want to go down this road i don't I want to talk poorly it. about the the audience but uh wait clip this this will be uh this will be well, what real... are we doing here we're not we're picking we're got letting a guy win a house draft with two of his picks weren't houses weren't houses oh, what was okay. your last pick was it not the white house yes independence day the white house and this was this was a iconic movie homes draft no one in men in black lived in the white house it was in it for a very short moment where it was blown up Hmm. You, you took a Touché. hotel you took a hotel in a dorm but it's where they lived okay. no one lived in the white house other than the president someone lives there president had nothing to do with that movie see i think so you shot yourself in the foot you had the best first overall pick that you could get which was the home alone house i thought it was over after that and you fumbled it at the you know, at the final if, yard line. if i could go back now john i would make him have taken richie rich house and then we would have slapped that blank check house after him 
Uh-huh. And I think we that could been... one thing. One thing that did come up, and I realized when I was talking to my wife about this because she was a big Richie Rich blank check fan. I talked about a McDonald's being in the blank check house. That was Richie Rich's house. Okay, blank the blank check house had all the vines along the outside of it and it had that was what got me though was this the slide from his room into the pool when i was a kid was like the coolest thing i thought it was going to be a little bit of an obscure pick but when we did the poll for do you remember the blank check house it was in like the 90 percent that they're like oh yeah and there was only one or two votes of people who had no idea what we're talking about but they were younger so yeah we're old um so i'm gonna pull up uh and again (laughs) we've had we've had we've had a lot maybe this could be a thing that could be sponsored is the wheel of names because a lot of people seem to really like this portion of mm-hmm. the um, the podcast, seeing who will get the win. <laughs> is that yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think it's John, John's time to shine. I feel like he's going to win. So we got the spinning wheel around here. Oh boy. Oh, uh, this isn't even one I I really cared to. Uh... It's Brad. No, it's Scott. It's Scott, and yeah, geez. it's right on the border. All right, draft order. I'll go um, third. I'm going to have Brad go first, and John goes second. Okay, first so I'll just pick, go ahead. A... First pick of the the worst house around the house, inside and outside of the house. I'm gonna go with one that I do not like to do and don't do it often enough, and it's cleaning the oven. It's the worst. You know that we have self cleaning ovens now, right? Like you just I'm not fancy. Fun, it's, you it's you know, you I hear a lot John. about your your picks, John, and <laughs> Scott's picks in past drafts, and I realize you guys are much more like advanced than me. And I got some more old oh, school clip, stuff there. That one too, John. That's a good one for the year yeah. in review yeah no, more advanced yeah yuppie maybe you know yuppie i don't i don't not calling anybody names i'm just saying you just did <laughs> like i've definitely cleaned an oven or three in my life and yeah. I, I don't it is a task right it is if your oven doesn't have the self-cleaning mode or if you're just not satisfied with how it, how it actually cleans does properly. the self-cleaning mode actually do it though so i, I gotta got yeah. bring this up because when we got our first place um the it was filthy. So we moved in and it was a couple months in and it was bothering Jess, my wife. And she's like, I'm going to use this self-cleaning oven feature. And she turns it on. And now we've learned that it just goes to like over 500 degrees and just cakes everything off. So it's easy to clean. And she's like, I don't think it's working. It's just really hot and there's no suds in there. And I looked at her and I went, what? And she, she thought <laughs> she thought somehow was there like was water connected to this oven with, <laughs> with cleaning products and that it was just going to like jets in itself and, and clean it. I, I love her to death. But uh, Jess, that was a rough one. Yeah, yeah, and you aired that out for her. Yeah, she doesn't Thank listen you. to this. She thinks she yeah. cares. She just looks at the <laughs> thing and then votes for someone other than me. It seems love, it love just, you. It just like it's like it turns your oven into basically just like a nuclear reactor and just opens yeah. up everything. Yeah. Now, John, was would this have been your first pick? No, no, but uh, it's on my list. It's there. It's deep, on the list. Deep, deep down there, but that's okay. Good pick. Clean the oven. Um, it's, I don't think there is a one-one. Uh, yeah, I don't think so either. But there's mm. some there's some tough ones. Um, there's a couple. I'm gonna get kind of specific, but it's the grossest thing that I have. Like the grossest thing that anybody does here is taking out your organics or uh, your green bin. bin. So if you have a green bin program where you live, and we do here in Durham region as well as Toronto, and I assume the Quinty region has a green yeah. bin re- uh, <laughs> yeah. as a green bin program, that's probably the grossest thing. You have to use the biodegradable bags, which are the worst bags for the worst product. Like the worst that you're putting the worst thing in the worst possible bag and expected to put it in another bin, drag it out to the curb, and then put it back inside or, or in your backyard, wherever you keep it, garage, whatever, smelling like whatever was just in it. So it's the worst 
task, I think. That for me would be a, a round one, pick one. Like that's a one, one winner all day long, the green bin. John, have you seen, you, you talked about the bags. They were always the worst because the top of them had no real way to seal it. He had to yeah. find a fun way to, have you seen the new ones with the, the green kind of Ziploc where you whoop and then you can tie it up like a garbage bag? I have seen those advertised. I haven't bought them yet, but um, they are a game can, changer. So some um, of the, maybe some this of the might bins. be a fourth round pick after you use those instead of a first if you uh if you like maybe them. anyways yeah. let's get off that one because it's freaking gross but uh that's a good pick john <laughs> all right all right i got, got two one. in a row here i'm gonna say it's got to do with something that's done every week it's the laundry and it's the, the folding of the laundry the laundry okay folding specifically folding laundry folding specific because i don't think laundry you can take all of it because there's different tasks to it i think yeah it's the laundry is done and it is just sitting there in the bin and you're going i don't want to touch that there and especially once you have some small humans running around and they have so many little socks that they seem to just get dirty when they're really young and in diapers you're going through clothes like crazy so you're just got all these little things that you just the mm -hmm. moment you fold them you got another one coming at you so i'm gonna say folding laundry folding how laundry. does the how, what's the what's the laundry situation in your house is it you do your own laundry she does her own laundry it's totally separate it's all together that's it mostly if we had oh, to say percentage oh, jess would be laughing if she heard this it's it, she definitely because she seems to go through more like i i i've brought this up a million times so it's a panda in the university i was um no it's not i'll, I'll go through this we have a couple seconds okay. here right. i got enough gitch i got socks underwear that could last me a month so i don't need to do the bare essentials and then if you're if you're they, they kind of say not to wash your jeans that often a lot of people say to freeze them and if you have enough tops or shirts you're you're good for a longer period of time where it seems like jess does four wardrobe changes in a day and it fills up really quickly. So she definitely does the putting it in and then switching it over. And then it gets in a big bin in our house. And then the bin sits there until one of us folds. And it's usually me that folds. Now there's other aspects to this that could still get drafted, which maybe I should have tried to tried to push for. Done a, done a Brad and tried to get more out of my pick. But no. uh, yeah, so that's our it's that's ours. We, we don't need to know everyone's um, uh, laundry habits. Um, laundry habits, yeah. yeah. First pick, second round is putting the dishes away. So running the running the dishwasher, sweet, that's fine. Um, it's then it sits there and then you gotta take that time. The unloading. Away. Sometimes yeah. they're soaking wet still. Sometimes it's, if it's fresh, it's smoking hot. And it's just that time where you look at it and you're like, I don't want to do this. I like stuff that stacks neatly. Like I'm okay putting away plates and bowls. And yep. maybe, you know, it's just when you get into the cutlery is just, uh, just such a, and it's noisy, like it's loud because you're like clang, 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 clang. I yeah. just can't stand the noise of it. Tupperware. Um, and then Tupperware. Yeah, yeah. Like the, all the stuff that just doesn't fit into somewhere else, the things that you have to make room for and you don't even want it there to begin with. You're like, ah, I got to get rid of some of this yeah. stuff. It's terrible as I cram it in and slam the door so it stays closed. Yeah. Like it's just the worst. Like unloading a dishwasher is worse than, in my opinion, worse than the other thing that you could do with dishes, which I'm not going to mention. But uh, it's pretty obvious. Hey, look at John's learned so well. He's such a vet now. I love it. <laughs> Uh, the other um, thing is like once you get uh, you get kids and, and they have so many little things. So you might get a water bottle and the water bottle's got its lid and its bottom and it has this stupid straw that never fully cleans well and it's always mm. wet. You kind of got to wait for it to dry and then you got to assemble the thing, pop it back in and that's one cup and they go mm -hmm. through 40 cups. Sometimes they're halfway through using one cup and then they start crying because they have the wrong color cup and they need another cup. So you only have one of those right now. Well, drafting <laughs> offers announcements. Oh, Social oh, media. Really? Baby number two is on the way for the Morgan household. So we're, uh, we're excited to say that in the new year, I will have some serious bags under my eyes for a very long period of time because <laughs> congratulations thank you the drafting offers baby
Look at that segue from Brad. Drafting just, offers just baby watch. Give <laughs> that one on a T. Yeah, baby, baby watch. Baby, baby, baby watch 2024. 2024. I yeah, think when, right. when you first have that baby, though, there's a lot. Like, there's so oh. much cleaning. Like, I know when there's first, so like, many I, things. My oldest one, it was like all I did was clean stuff and sterilize because you can't, sterilize. they can't get oh. sick or any, any issues. Yeah. So you have all these bottles and like, if you try to travel, it's like the smaller <laughs> they are, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, the smaller they are, it, or it, is this just the same? Are we talking, we still going on about the last thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, sorry, okay, yeah. Let's get to the next pick. John's like, I gotta edit this thing. Shut up. Uh, okay. So second round, second pick for John. It's the shoveling of the driveway. And if you don't have a snowblower, um, shoveling is, is 10 times worse. If you do have a snowblower, it's a bit of a pain because then you got to get the thing out and, you know, pull start it. It's usually gas power or whatever. So you got to get, make sure that that piece of equipment is running. If you're just hand bombing everything with a shovel, it's potentially the worst thing on your back and on your shoulders. So I, I shoveling a driveway has just got to be the, the worst, one pick. of the worst. It, it wasn't high on my list, but I would say, you know, I have a long driveway and if it's really wet snow, then mm -hmm. this is really high. But if it's fluffy light snow and I can just like put on my earbuds and listen to a podcast while I'm doing it. I mm -hmm. actually don't really mind it very much, but I'm, I'm yeah. with you. Sometimes the shoveling is a nice little exercise. You get a sweat on and you can bring the little guy out with yeah. you and do it, but or the opposite. You the, get, the, you get time away. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah. That too. Um, yeah. <laughs> but to go with John's pick, like you wake up in the morning and everyone has their routine and their place. They got to be right away. And you wake up and you see that it snowed overnight in a significant amount. And you're going, not only, do I have to dig my car out? I have to shovel this sidewalk or driveway so that if anyone slips and falls, I'm not getting sued for millions of dollars. Yeah, so sidewalks. It, it's yeah, just like, yeah. it's that, that, that feeling of, oh man, I don't want to do this. Or it's the end of the night and you've had your dinner and the fire's on, you're watching your show and you just mm -hmm. see there's just so much. Like I got to get to this before the morning. So good pick, mm -hmm. John. Okay. So with my next pick, I'm going to be picking raking the leaves. And I think this varies per person, but honestly, it hurt. That hurts my back probably more than shoveling snow. Like when I yeah. think about going out raking the leaves and bending over and putting in the bag, I'm like, that I want to rip my hair out um, for this. And I also have so many leaves, and I'm the one who like I'll leave those leaves out there longer than I should because I just want to do it once. Because mm -hmm. if I go and do it today, I'm gonna have to do it again next week for sure. Mm -hmm. So. Raking leaves is just not my thing. It's never been my thing. And I don't have a blower, like a leaf blower. Leaf and I don't even know that. how that would even make it that much better because I'm still having to put it all into the bags. You can at least get it into a pile a little better. We have one that it's kind of a pain in the butt. It was a mulcher. So like it sucks it up and crushes it into a bag and then you pour the bag into your, your it just seemed like it that if you just go and rake, it takes way less time to rake. Get the really Stand wide, the, yeah, sorry, I can't see here, the wide set rake. Uh, it seems yeah. to have a, a better, cast a better shadow. This was one that was on my uh, my list big time. I was hoping that it would get around to me, but given the season, I figured it wouldn't. Again, we talked about the trees being removed. We have zero trees on our on our front of our property. And somehow this year, the way things blew and the the angle of our street, everyone from across the streets came over. So mm -hmm. we did nine bags on the weekend, zero trees and no trees. Well, the yeah. people that had the trees had no bags because they're like, "This is great. It just blows over at our side." Yeah. You know what? Though when I was doing it, all the kids and uh, a couple parents were playing out front, and a few actually helped 
helped out. I think they felt bad. So big ups to some nice neighbors. So uh, Brad. Okay. okay. Nice pick. You get another one. This one's not in season, but it's something I really hate doing. And it's weeding the gardens. Oh. Mm-hmm. I might have a big thing. The last two were like, you know, I think about how much hard this is, how hard this is on my back. Both of them. Like, oh, this, well, as soon as I see it, I'm like, oh, that's a sore back. Remember that thing, that you, the garden clobber, <laughs> that thing you used to be able to get, which was like a little tiller, a little handle. It's like a stick. You stick it in and then you twist it and it just kind of yanks out the weed. You ever, you ever use one of those things? I do use it. in. I, I have one of those. I use it in my yard for my dandelions. But I'm thinking like, more so like uh, specifically like your garden here. Mm-hmm. Weeding garden. Yeah, because yeah. okay. a lot of the weeds are really sharp. You got to use glass. So you know the you know the weeds that have they're they're oh, genetically they're <laughs> engineered to keep bugs away, right? Because mm-hmm. that's because they're that's just the way they are. And so it keeps human hands away because they're they're covered in these tiny little spikes. And so you've got to get the you got to get the gloves out or use some kind of a shovel or yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's, it's a very very tough good on your hands. It doesn't matter if it's on. You the guys grass had a lot to say about garden. weeding before. Yeah, the podcast uh, today too. Different kind of weeding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. different kind of weeding. Yeah, <laughs> medicinal, weeding, medicinal yeah. weeding. First of all, that claw thing is okay. There's one though where you can like use your foot that we have. So like stomps and claws. That one has been a huge saver. The weeds just keep coming. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. That's what gets me about this one is they never stop. We back onto a school, like I just said. It, they don't. They aren't doing any weeding out there. So mm-hmm. everything's blowing in our yard, and it doesn't matter. If you do all of them in one day, in two weeks, you're getting weeds again. Um, I love my wife, but she made a funny comment when we first moved into our first house was that she's like, I don't get why you worry about them so much. She's like, the grass is green. The weeds are green. Like, just let it. And I said, no, that's not how it goes. But uh, (laughs) weeding sucks. It sucks so bad. Well, that Um, one is like, if I wanted to be specific, the garden bothers me more than the lawn because the lawn is like, I have one of those things, step on it, twist it, pull it doesn't kill my back johnny uh, third pick i'm going to uh the bathroom for this one and uh because i don't think we've really talked about the can yet um it's cleaning it's the first. toilets yeah. if you're one person living in one place with one toilet like i am uh it's not the not the end of the world and i'm not a bad like i don't i don't mind cleaning i don't mind cleaning again cleaning my own house and things like that but it's just you don't really feel like you've accomplished anything because as soon as the toilet's clean it's dirty again so cleaning the toilet is like yeah. it's terrible it's unsatisfying and you hit the nail on the head though it's how you maintain it if you are if you're like yourself and taking care of it as you're doing it it's it can last you longer but when you get kids that don't know how to aim or it's it's a nightmare so Mm -hmm. that was one that's two back to back i'm a little frazzled because i have to take two in a row here and i was hoping those would both be (laughs) around there's lots man i can there's lots on this i got there are lots i am just gonna go out with like taking out the garbage and recycling two things that suck about it first of all it's constant because you're always going through recycling garbage and i remember in university it was awful even more so because we would play the game of like of of Jenga and you mm-hmm. were trying to stack that thing as high as you could to not be the one to have to take it out. Yeah. Um, we kind of do that a little bit. Yeah, exactly. We kind of do this a little bit in our house, but not to the same magnitude. My wife likes to do the thing where she just takes the takes the sides and stretches them up so more can fit in. So she's not taking it out, which is a very very chestnut checkers move. But every time I see it, I'm like the time that you just took to do that, you could just tie it up. So anyways, you could just tie it up um, and taking it out. Yeah. The the worst part of it. There are memes oh. on socials about this one. It's breaking down the recycling portion of it so we have our our garage and it seems like amazon is at our house all the time especially now that we have another kid coming we're having to get boxes of everything Mm -hmm. and it's a game of i'm just going to open the door and throw that out there and when it comes time to actually take it out which is my job i'm i'm spending 20 minutes just breaking down boxes yeah that's Mm -hmm. that's a big thing for me so sorting yeah you go uh cardboard in one bin and uh containers in the other bin like glass and plastic and metal and stuff in another 
other bin. So you've got it. You like, like I do the same kind of thing where I just sort of throw things out. I got to take a cardboard box and toss it there. And I'm like, ah, it's good until Tuesday. I, you know, then Tuesday comes along or Monday night yeah, or Tuesday morning comes along. And I'm like, oh no, I got to break all these cardboard boxes down, sort all the cans and everything. And it's, it's a whole thing. And then I have to get it to the curb. So yeah, that's, that's I, my, my procrastinating self in that moment. I remember when I hear the truck coming around our street and at this point in the morning, I usually have my son who's eating his breakfast and I'm prepping everything there and going, oh no. Mm -hmm. So now I'm trying to just cram everything in like my our poor person that does the pickup. Like a lot of the times it's just full boxes with smaller boxes in them that are just sitting there at the curb. And it's like, thanks man. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, taking out garbage and recycling is a tough one. I have a question for you. So yeah, yeah let's hear it. <laughs> All right. So when it comes to taking out the garbage, probably a bigger pain for me than to actually taking out the garbage is not having bag tags, like garbage bag tags at home. Cause then oh. I have to go and buy them. Do you, do you guys, to, do, you have, do you tag every piece or do you get a certain allotment? We have to tag every single piece. There's no, uh, you know, put out, put out the bag and, and they'll take it, one do, or do whatever. Do they take like, garbage every week? Okay, every week. so that's where we differ. Um, we have garbage, we have recycling every week and mm -hmm. green bin every week, but garbage is every other, every other and we're yeah. allotted four bags, uh, mm -hmm. anything over, you need a bag tag for. So it's basically two bags a week that they will take, but it all happens at one time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The most painful part about garbage for me is when I realize I don't have the bag tags and it's Friday morning and I have to put out the garbage. Mm -hmm. It's probably the worst. That was a last pick of the third round. So I have to take another one, which, okay. um, I'm just going to say. We'll have to get a terminology for this, but it's basically like meal planning. It's not the cooking. It is the like coming up with different ideas for stuff to make all the time. Like yeah. you're, every day you got multiple meals that you got to figure out and you don't, I don't want to eat the same thing every day. So I'm going to say well, like meal planning. That's meal like, planning and prepping. Yeah, sure. I think so. And that's a, that's a pain. Like that's especially if you've just got no motivation to eat healthy <laughs> and you're like, I don't want to do this. And then, and then yeah. you just don't. Well, and then it ends up, you buy a bunch of stuff and half it gets wasted because you have no plan for it. Or mm -hmm. you buy all that stuff. And then that night you're tired and you're just like, all right, let's order some sushi or something. Like, mm -hmm. so it ends up. Yeah. And then if you get kids, you think you've planned the meal for them. And then you make this really nice thing that they like every time you serve it and then that time they don't and they want a grilled cheese instead so yeah coming up with different things so i'd say meal like that's maybe not a, a maker yeah. pick but uh that one is me being true to to my life i'm taking something a little bit more seasonal putting up christmas lights whether that's a, a ladder and a ladder and a staple gun if you're a clark griswold uh type of personality then um, yeah you're getting up there with the ladder and your cut and batting and everything else, and maybe the and you're flooding your your roof with uh, with white uh, white lights. If you are a person who's a little bit more, you know, sometimes there's like the the spotlights that are up lighting or the uh, the one that's a projects a laser image on your house. Those are the kinds of the easy things, easier tasks to do. Um, but I'd say putting up strings of Christmas lights. Uh, around the house is probably the worst, one of the worst things. Great, uh, uh, great um, end result, right? Like it's not like cleaning a toilet where it's just going to get dirty again. At least you have something to look at when you're finished with this task. My yeah. rules after, after, after Remembrance Day. Day. Sure, yeah. yeah. And, um, but I have already went out and bought purchased like those little like clips to put on my house to put mm -hmm. them up, but I hate going on a ladder. So this is a, either my dad or my father-in-law to come over and help me out with tasks. Get your roofer stuff. to put him up while he's checking your shingles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get your rent, write yourself a little sky jack. gutters for you too. Lift. Yeah. John, this is a great pick. There's nothing good about it. It's timely. You got it in the fourth round. I'm liking how your team's shaking out right now. I feel like you might. So am I. Be, you might not be 30 <laughs> picks behind everyone else this week. Well, that was, that was really good. Okay. Um, so 
I saw an amazing hack. Okay, so if you have a tension rod, you know, a curtain rod. Saw that one. Did you? With the garland yeah. wrapped around it and the lights. Oh, come on. So in, in, a, door, in a door frame of a house, they put the tension curtain rods, wrapped yep. it with garland and some lighting, and then like, oh, you can't see my hands, moved it all the way up. And um, there was a pretty cool hack and you kind Looks, of couldn't see the bar. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm not a Scrooge when it comes to, I'm not a huge Scrooge when it comes to Christmas. I think we should make December's podcast all holiday themed. What do mm -hmm. you guys think? Can we do we that? We can figure out a way sure. to do that. Can we have Santa come on as a guest uh, appearance? I don't know. Do you know the big guy? I've met him. He has a number. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he goes, maybe he go, is he go, on Instagram? The, the only, well, he goes to the Quinny mall sometimes. So mm. I can oh, maybe okay. pass him a note. Yeah. He's been, he's been to the Oshawa and Pickering ones too. I think I've seen him there. I have two picks in a row here. <laughs> and do. my next pick is something that I doing. I feel like we're going on different paths here, all of us, but mine's washing windows. I hate it. I like Outside, <laughs> inside. I hate doing it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you get a extendable pole and you kind of do that thing or do you just like roll the dice i'll, I'll get the pressure washer at times yeah. and just fire it up. i, I kind of like usually i'll do it on a hot day and it kind of it mists you so i feel like you're at the the mm -hmm. misting station at canada's wonderland and then you have a big squeegee yeah i, I don't necessarily do that portion of it I, uh, you don't squeegee I, uh, we have like some washing dirty your car and leaving it yeah yeah Oh yeah. yeah, you just let them air dry with water spots on them. No, yeah. no way. You got a squeegee. I, I got a squeegee. I was like a sixteen foot pole or a twenty foot pole or something with a with a squeegee on the end of it and the brush, like the little soft thing. You wash your windows like a pro. It sucks. Okay. Uh, there's some good people in in our region that have a good business of just doing that for businesses and and homeowners because they don't want to do it. So obviously. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is uh, not a task people like to do. And again, if you don't like ladders, go into that mm -hmm. second story if you have I one. Do I don't do it. And it takes so long. Like if we get a cleaner in with real estate stuff here, but we get a cleaner in for someone prior to listing their house, it's like, okay, you can clean the house. And like the windows is like a second thing. Like it's like, yeah, clean the house and the windows you because gotta, you know you gotta add that in that you that's like an additional cost and additional huge task for them that's going to take so much longer and mm -hmm. it's a task i just do not like doing that's for sure okay and then last one i'm i'm a two this is my last pick i have so many different things on here i'm gonna go with cleaning the eaves troughs something you know we talked about it earlier and i told you about my neighbor using mm -hmm. his little leaf blower blowing it out the problem is, is i Personally, I'm not going to do that because I'm not going to get on my roof with a leaf blower that I don't even own. And it's something that I just put off, put off, put off, put off, put off. Mm -hmm. And uh, it probably wouldn't even take me that long if I just put my mind to it, but not something I like to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, secret time, I've never done it one time. If you're going to go the leaf blower method, uh, just make sure there's no bird's nest in there before you do it, or oh, you're going to have a bit of a problem. Bro. You're going to create a bigger problem than you're trying to yeah. solve. Um, yep. so just make sure there's no bird's nest or anything like that. Robin's eggs inside your eaves troughs before you, before you blast them into oblivion. So there we go. Brad's, Brad's mm -hmm. team is finished. John. Mm -hmm. I'm rounding mine out. Round I'm going to round mine out with something that's going to get a lot of people riled up right now. Um, and it's packing the kids lunches. Oh, Again, so this is an absolute pander pick. It's something you a, don't even do. Well, this pander pick, <laughs> <laughs> I, I do. Hey, I help. Sometimes I help wherever I can when I'm All not right. here. All right. <laughs> I, I do. It's packing the kids lunches. And of course, like there's going to be feedback. It's like, when did you give me this today instead of this? Like, it's always that, but it's just the time it takes to the evening or in the morning to kind of get everything ready and make sure that they're school. So 
if you if you're a young kid, you go to school, you're encouraged to bring things that are no waste, right? So no waste lunches. Either yeah. you bring things in, uh, in in reusable plastic containers or metal or plastic or whatever or glass is what I meant to say. Um, you bring those things in those containers and you bring everything home with you because there's no garbage cans. Like you can't just throw out your whatever wrappers in the in the classroom anymore. So you've got to bring everything home. When you bring everything home, all of the junk, all of the garbage is now in your kid's lunch bag instead of in the garbage where it should be. So all of that stuff now has to be dealt with. And then you have to get all these things ready and then wash everything for the next day. So yeah, between, but it does suck and it's daily that's happening. And then yeah. it's one thing that gets brought up when, when summer is over and they're going, oh geez, now I have to pack lunches. Pack so lunches. it kind of goes hand in hand with like, what am I going to make them? The meal prepping and then the packing of the kids' lunches every week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I feel like you're very, yeah. very much a pander pick, but it what is I, a day. It is a What task. I do. That's Brad, sad. I don't know about you. What I do respect out of this is that was a great play by John. Like that was a yeah, oh yeah, that was five pick, so, solid. Yeah. What were you going to take that? The, the, kid, take is, the kid is learning. I'm I the only it. one with a child in school. Yeah. <laughs> Scott's not packing lunches yet. No, no. Thanks, thanks to the daycare for uh, banging those out. But we're I couldn't yet. take it. Just I don't think my wife would ever listen to this podcast. But just in case she did, and I did take it, I would get some that stairs because it's not something i do and i did it yesterday and and uh was not sufficient to her liking (laughs) this morning (laughs) so that's one of those you did it it bad on purpose just so you never do it we we try to we try to pack it like the night before instead of cramming the morning of but Mm -hmm. and i packed it last night and she looked at it this morning and was like no 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 Oh, it's pizza perfect. day today. I didn't think it would be that big of a deal. Yeah, Sweet. crank a crank a lunchable in there. You're good to go. <laughs> yeah. uh, All right, let's, uh, let's, you, let's, you get judged. Last, last but not least, there are many on the board. There are some chalk ones that are just like boring. I'm gonna go with one. It is a little niche, but even people that don't have dogs, I think, will realize it sucks. It's the post thaw backyard picking up the poo mm. because no matter what, in the winter it's cold, and there's times you're letting your dog out. Uh, maybe not if you live in a condo, uh, but you're letting your dog out and they're going to go. And sometimes it's dark because it's dark almost 18 hours of the day here and the dogs go. You maybe don't see it or maybe you do and I'll get to that later. And then the next snowfall comes on it. And when that snow thaw happens, it is just a landfill or landmine of bombs out yeah. there. And and that day I put off until it's like our son asked to go out to play in the backyard where you realize he can't do that because there's more bad than good out there. And that, that moment, the hesitation of I really don't want to do this is maybe my least favorite thing of the year to have to do and it's picking up the dog poo after the snow thaw i'm Niche, with you i know but yeah. i i'm sticking to my guns here i used to have two big dogs and they were you know they left big big piles yeah. in the backyard you know as much as we try to get out there kind of when it happened um you're right about when the snow comes along or when it's just miserable weather and you're like oh, i'll just get to that one later i'll pick it up the next time i'll do double duty and then the next time you're like ah, double I'll just duty. put that off a little bit more duty so that's I think it's a good pick. I think it's um I don't think it's a niche pick really. I think it's a pretty people that are gonna know. realize it will maybe be more so the dog people, but I think others will realize, yeah, that sucks. We are getting tight on time here, so I'll go over the list here. So team one, Brad, clean the oven raking the leaves, weeding, window washing and cleaning the eaves troughs. John is taking out the green bin, shoveling snow, cleaning the toilets, putting up Christmas lights and packing the kids' lunches. Scott is folding the laundry, putting away dishes, taking out the garbage recycling, meal planning, and picking up dog poo after snow thaw. So what do we have on the drafting room floor? I'm just wondering why nobody took vacuuming. Not, I think it was, not too one, it was too boring. It was too boring. And, 
And if I'm being honest with you, ever since we got the Dyson a few years ago, it's not the worst. It's not that bad. No, you don't have There's nothing to plug in. I kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that. I don't know flexibility with it. It kind of feels cool. Okay, I'll I'll go with yeah. I'll go with mine if you want. Um, cleaning the baseboard, unclogging the drains, cleaning the ceiling fan because you know that's gonna get everywhere and suck. Putting away the summer activities, just not because it sucks to do so much, more just like depressing to know that it's over. Washing the walls because that's a crazy thing to do. Um, not having a furnace filter when you need it, like just even dishes. I mean, rather than just kind of like just washing dishes, not necessarily emptying the dishwasher, but actually washing dishes I had, I had the dishwasher go that's yeah, a back that hurts the back washing the dishes yeah, yes <laughs> you're leaning and it's wet and it's all the, yeah, um, more than I, you said, think. I drafted you putting up the christmas the head, lights yeah. i was gonna say taking down the christmas <laughs> yeah. lights is another thing yeah uh, that's one taking, that it's so it sucks so bad a lot of people don't do it like it just it's june um, yeah i've been guilty of doing it on the may long weekend because you didn't get a good day for a while well, putting up the Christmas lights is tough, but I mean, at least you have something cool to look at afterwards and you feel like, hey, look at it. I put up all my Christmas lights this weekend. It looks beautiful. You know, five o'clock comes around. It's already dark and they, you know, they look good. Taking down the Christmas lights is the depressing thing because the season's over and that's it. Although you may have spring to look forward to. Yeah. Um, it's the equivalent of going away on vacation and you like the travel to get there. You're like, ah, it's cool. Yeah. We're going there. And then when you're coming home, you're like, this sucks. The only other bigger ones I had on my list would be um, dusting, just general yep. dusting around the house and uh, opening and closing your swimming pool. If you've got that's a pool, a good room. Yeah, and if you do sucks. it yourself, instead yeah, of having yeah. a person come, if you if you're doing that, if you're a pool opener and closer, and you're lucky enough to have a swimming pool in the backyard, that's uh, comes with its share of maintenance. So well, the only I have a couple here, so mopping, which like kind of sucks. I uh, get you, the Swiffer now is easier, but putting away the clothes after the laundry. So the folding sucks, but then sometimes they sit folded in the bin and you just don't want to put it away. And then yeah. you end up just having two bins of clean or dirty clothes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so putting away the clothes, paying the bills. Um, some things are automated <laughs> nowadays, but like you get the things in the mail and you're just like, gee, picking up the mail kind of sucks often too. Making your bed, uh, doing that every day. Uh, it's not for me. We just like getting into a bit of a messy bed because you're just going to make it messy anyways. Uh, walking the dog in the rain or snow, like something that's not done maybe as often as it should be, but cleaning the fridge, mm-hmm. taking the stuff out and actually giving it a proper clean and putting that back. I never want to do it, but every time you see it, it's messy, you're like, ah, we got to get on that. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking um, about doing that the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe cool. today's today, John. Maybe um, today's it. Maybe it's it. Yeah. Yeah. So we've been getting some great responses through our drafting polls. Our numbers have been going up for actually people picking, but if you are listening or watching and you don't follow us on Instagram already, it is at the drafting offers podcast. So once this is released, you can head over the following day. There'll be three days of voting in the poll and we'd love to hear who you think won because that's what this is all about. We don't want the bragging rights. So that's it for me. That's it for me. Yeah. Here's a to-do list. Go do it. We'll see you guys soon. Have a good one. Have a good one. You've been listening to the Drafting Offers Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Drafting Offers Podcast and vote for this week's draft champ. That's also how you can get directly in touch with us if you have any questions about this week's show. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and catch every episode on Spotify. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we can't wait for you to join us again for another episode of the Drafting Offers Podcast.